0: Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another Jump Street Podcast episode. We got a special episode for you today. Billy, Colin, what's going on, guys? How you
1: doing?
2: Good, good. Uh, very good. Today, we do have a special episode. We're bringing back off the cuff. We haven't done that in a few years, but it's where we talk about topics, current events, things that are happening in our community and outside, and we weigh in on those so recently in our community, or there's been some buzz, not just our community, but also the roller skating community and uh, maybe even a little bit skateboarding. But Tony Hawk, he's the largest action sports athlete in the world. I think it's fair to say that um, he's, he is that the largest action sports athlete in the world, if you want to call it action sports or whatever, or alternative athlete, whatever. But he just put out a picture in the premiere issue of Phantom where he's doing a trick on roller skates. He's skating roller skates, he's learning to drop in with Barbie Patin, he's skating with Michelle doing doubles. They're roller skating, he's skateboarding, but he does a gap over, over a thing. And they had an interview in the magazine, and in that interview, he brings up rollerblading, he compares it to skateboarding. There's been some uh, discussion about this in our community. So I think it would be cool to get into So first and foremost, I guess I'll kind of talk between both you guys, but whoever wants to answer first, go ahead. What was your first thought when you saw the photo of Tony Hawk doing the Gap on the roller skates?
1: (laughs) Well, um, my first impression was that I thought it was pretty cool to see uh, another action sport athlete participating in uh, a sport that was not their own discipline. Um, but I think after reading the interview, my uh, my perception of, of what was happening uh, changed.
0: Yeah, it was like when I first saw the photo, I thought it was a joke, honestly. Like it's kind of comical in a way. Um, it's cool that he's trying something different, I guess, but it was like kind of funny to me. Uh, and then the more I looked into it, like Colin said, like it goes deep and I feel like, There's like borderline conspiracy theories like happening in this magazine or this specific article that's happening, which we're going to dive all into today.
2: Okay. So since um, I wanted to talk about like the photo and then get into like what was said with the interview as well, because that like ties into everything. Yeah. So he mentions rollerblading and I think it would be good for me to just read it. They're talking, the interviewer and Tony Hawk are talking about how roller skating influenced early skateboarding and how skateboarders used roller skate wheels. So the interviewer says, so you had roller skate wheels? I did, Tony confirmed. Fred Blood did the first McTwist. McGill points to him as the inspiration to figure it out. Really? The interviewer goes, it's interesting that a similar thing happened now. There's these small pockets of girls roller skating in the streets and in the parks. It's kind of punk rock, Tony. I mean, you gotta be pretty confident to get out there and do something that's not the norm. Also, I think that people, especially from my generation, have a reverence for roller skating, unlike what happened with inline. We had this respect for roller skating because the fucking skateboard came from roller skate trucks and wheels. The interviewer says, I was going to ask you about that. Why do you think we're cool with roller skaters, but not rollerbladers? I guess it's all about the trucks, Tony said laughing. If we have to define it with one element, it's that they have trucks and they can grind. I don't know. Interviewer. It's also kind of refreshing that this whole roller skating resurgence is powered by women, don't you think? I love it, Tony said. I mean, I saw it happening over the last five, six years, especially in the skate parks. I would go to a public park and there was always one or two girls roller skating. And they definitely have a different vibe, a punk rock vibe. And I don't care what you think vibe. It goes on. But I think the main points that people were looking at and that were going around social media through people's stories, it was on reference in the mushroom blading, Patreon I roll New York posted the stuff and there were some reactions to this. I think the main thing is, uh, one, we kind of makes a broad claim that rollerbladers aren't grinding, which could be fun to get into and talk about. But two, the interviewer says, why do you think we're cool with roller skaters, but not rollerbladers? And then Tony answers it by saying,
1: referencing the trucks. What are your thoughts on that? I'm kind of curious why the question was even asked in the first place, because it's more or less like calling out that, Hey, like we as skateboarders don't like rollerbladers. And I think, in this day and age it was kind of a, a little bit funny to hear that because you would think that people have like moved on for that from that so it seems like there's like some kind of attempt to keep an old narrative alive and it just had me questioning like the why behind it
0: yeah i was about to say the same as i think too like you're bringing up a reference from like de- like literally decades ago pretty much it's like why would you even mention that in the first place. Like, why are we cool with them, but not them? Like, it didn't make sense to me that they would even bring that up in the first place. There's a lot of points in that whole thing that you just read, Billy, about, you know, the grinding and uh, just different aspects of it that also didn't necessarily make sense. Clearly, we know that we all grind. I don't know if there's a tech... Was there a definition for grinding, Billy? You said it had to be metal. Is that, like, a true thing? Well,
2: well, to be, to be, to be fair, like, um, I'm not sure if they coined grinding. You know, I was talking to Arlo, uh, before this episode they like doing my homework on some things, uh, with everything back then in the past, but I don't think it's any secret that skateboarding really influenced a lot of the action sports, you know, across the board and rollerblading being a huge one of those. So it's almost like in action sports skateboarding, like is kind of like the uncrowned King of everything because they were there first. And there's all these other things that were influenced by including rollerblading is kind of the perspective. But um, if, if they were the first ones doing it, like the trucks on metal or the trucks on pool coping, concrete pool coping would be make a grinding thing that would be more of a, you know, it fits the word. It's grinding. Now they're saying, does that happen plastic on plastic? That's. You know, I think, I don't know, I think it's up for debate, but I think just colloquially we call it grinding because that's what, first of all, there were grind plates and skating back in the day, there were wrenches, there were metal wrenches, there are metal frames that people use in rollerblading that make that metal on metal, but I think that was the point there. I don't know. Do you think there's any validity to that point? Just stepping out, like not even as a blader, just as a, as a random point, because I, I see that there might be something there
1: perhaps i me personally like i don't really um find like the topic of like what validates grinding like all that special i think that any type of instrument that has wheels on it scooter bmx blade quad board whatever they can all grind. We all know that. I don't think anybody is going to argue that you can't grind. I think that's a pretty weak argument if you're going to say that you need metal to grind. I think the one um interesting part about that statement was more so the fact that quad skating and the inline community are very friendly with one another. We've partnered uh, in different contests throughout the past couple of years. And um, even Quad has, uh, I believe in recent years, adopted some of the vocabulary. And I think borrowing is is a beautiful thing. It's like the highest form of flattery. So for for them to kind of set that question up and then have Tony respond in the manner he did, I think there's a million ways he could answer that question. And it just... It didn't seem genuine. It seemed, again, like it was trying to spin this old narrative and kind of stir up some old beef that really didn't need to be brought up. And I also think the person doing the interview, like, had they even done their research on how inline and quad tie together and how having a statement like that in a magazine could, you know, ruffle some feathers? Was it was it strategically planned? was it just a lack of awareness i I don't know, but it yeah. was weird
0: you're you're right it does kind of sound like a setup in a way like it was planned it wasn't as much an interview as like a straight- up article that somebody wrote and you know there's been other obviously tons of interviews with Tony Hawk with other you know publications skateboarding and non skateboarding and I feel like even Tony Hawk himself he speaks differently about. Yeah. Other sports, depending on where he's speaking, if he's talking about another skateboarder, he seems to like bash rollerblading more, I guess. But when he's speaking of like a regular, like the like um, a flagrant, how he like he said that he, you know, he thanks skating for like giving him a job in the '90s and, and stuff like that too. Like I feel like he speaks differently about rollerblading depending on where he's around and what circle he's at. And this is one of those situations too where somebody clearly was poking at him and he like knew how to answer it, you know?
2: Yeah. I think like to Colin's point, it makes you you wonder like, you know, who the interviewer is and, and we can get into that. But I want to talk about Colin's other point about how, um, we've kind of influenced one another and how rollerblading and roller skating has been bonded together lately, you know, sharing events, like they've adopted some of the vocabulary for trick names and, um, how we've done that with skateboarding, you know, we've done that with I think all the other action sports like, you know, BMX uses skateboard terms because like skateboarding was an early one of the earliest action sports, if that's what you're going to call it. <laughs> but it is, I think, complementary and it is and it does make sense. So I think it was weirdly placed that question. And. Um, yeah, so people were talking about like everyone saying it on the Internet that like Dave Carney, Dave Carney is <laughs> the guy behind this. So who is Dave Carney? And, you know, I, I read that interview. and I said, who is this? This reads like some old school narrative, like an old school, like skateboarder. And then you see who's involved with the magazine, you know, Carly, Megan, um, awesome people, Dave Carney, creative director in the interview. It reads, yeah. How come we're cool with roller skaters, but not rollerbladers. So it's like, he's a skateboarder acknowledging that and that, probably from that era old enough, like to interview Tony Hawk or whatever, feel comfortable interviewer says it's by Tom fan. Obviously that's, I think it's out there now. People are talking about it on Instagram and everything that's phantom backwards and would be the editor and, and it reads like Dave Carney. and, And I have good word that that interview is actually Dave Carney. So who is Dave Carney and, and, and what is this narrative? So for those of you who don't know, Dave Carney is like one of the most, he's a very re- revered writer. Even when I spoke to Arlo the other day, uh, Arlo says he has like a tremendous amount of respect for him, always have based on his works, even though he separates the, the the person by what he does. But he was always like this edgy writer for Big Brother. He kind of pushed that like edgy attitude in skateboarding. Um, he went on to do like Cream Magazine and some other things but he was always known to kind of be this provocative person. And he was like a huge proponent in like the pushing for like, uh, you know, for lack of a better term without trying to like, uh, anything. It was just like a lot of hateful messaging to people who weren't in his tribe. And that included a bunch of different groups. And sometimes rollerblading was a part of that. So in like the big brother interview, there was like a, there was one with Arlo. It was like heavily focused on, uh, rollerbladers being homosexual like if you read the forward if you go throughout the interview um i think we we could post some of that interview or show it we have some photos that thank you arlo sent to us but the the forward and like the entire interview premise is trying to find out if rollerbladers are gay and and all this i think it's worth mentioning the and, and this could be a point of discussion the one of the lines in the interview that we talked about here in the latest in the new Phantom magazine and forward line, the first line from the forward of the Arlo interview from 2001. So, in this, uh, Tony says, We have this respect for roller skating because the fucking skateboard came from roller skate trucks and wheels. The interviewer, Dave Carney, says, I was going to ask you about that. Why do you think we're cool with roller skaters, but not rollerbladers? Okay. So 23 years earlier, and this is a long way, and maybe he's a different person. It's a long time. But the first line, rollerblading, because it has ties to roller skating, roller disco, and figure skating, has always been kind of gay. And there are certainly gays who rollerblade. So like all stereotypes, there is some truth to this statement. Rollerbladers are gay, but are all rollerbladers homosexuals? So I read the whole paragraph, but in the first sentence, you can hear rollerblading because it has ties to roller skating, roller disco and figure skating has always been kind of gay. So that off the bat seems like an attack, but it seems like his position has changed in 23 years. I don't know, what do you make of that?
1: Well, going back to the photo of Tony on quads, After having read the interview, thinking about Big Brother and the narrative that was being spun 23 years ago, I thought to myself, a man with a net worth of $140 million doesn't just strap on quads because there's not an investment opportunity. So clearly, I think skateboarding is trying to uh, cash in on the quad community that is apparently growing. Um, perhaps maybe because there's gender bias in skateboarding. I know that they, like rollerblading, also have a primarily dominant male population. But when you think back to uh, that, that, that excerpt from Big Brother, it's like, hey, in 2001, rollerblading has ties to roller skating, and it's gay, but now they're saying, that roller skating has ties to skateboarding and it's punk rock. Um, Which, granted, again, 23 years apart, but it's definitely a contradiction and a bit hypocritical. So I'm just curious, and I know we don't have them here to answer the question, but I'd be curious to know from uh, the interviewer, Dave Carney, like what, what changed, what happened because that just that just doesn't add up. It doesn't doesn't make much sense.
0: But yeah, perhaps
1: perhaps there's a big investment opportunity within the quad industry that they're uh trying to uh cash in on. Yeah, before I even knew
0: that Dave Carney was involved, I just knew obviously Tony Hawk is a businessman. He's obviously saying something to benefit himself financially in one way. I don't know what the reason is. I don't know if any of us know Mm -hmm. that yet um what Tony if anything has to do with roller skating financially uh, if he's invested in another company or whatever it may be but uh Colin towards what you were saying too which brings up the point about that that skiing article from a couple years ago which was how a generation of skiers was robbed of rollerblading and what brought it back where Dave Carney was also in that and by the way for anybody watching on YouTube I'll put everything here in the show notes so you can reference it yourself and check out the article but um yeah, Dave Carney was in it and kind of like I don't know if he necessarily took back what he was saying in the early 2000s uh, like the big brother and, and all those things and how he kind of openly said that they were trying to put down rollerblading and shut it down uh, and now he's kind of going back to that after this article from two years ago or three years ago where he was kind of saying like hey maybe I shouldn't have said those things but so now that roller skating is kind of blowing up maybe he's like oh I see some more ways to make money through this let's do it let's jump back on that bandwagon again which is kind of ridiculous if you ask me to do that um but there has to be some sort of motive behind it you know it's like if you're probably in your at least 50s by now and you're still like trying to like pick on somebody or another sport or have another motive like it just doesn't make any sense
2: yeah um so i i think we can definitely reference that article if we're going to like talk about it we should like quote certain things out of it just so we're like clear on it but um, but real quick I, I did want to talk about uh, what to- what Colin was saying before about the he's a man worth of a lot of money millions of dollars why would he strap up on some quad skates without without any incentive to do so there's probably some sort of investment behind it. And that's how it reads. When you think about that and consider that when you read the interview, because I don't know, imagine you're Tony Hawk. You're super successful. You worked hard your whole life. You had super, super successful video games. uh, You do what you love. You're revered around the world. uh, You know, you've made hundreds, like over a hundred million dollars. And someone says, hey, why do you think we're cool with roller skaters, but uh, not rollerbladers? I don't know. Like, I can't imagine being that successful and not answering like, what do you mean? Like I'm, I'm worth $140 million. I'm cool with everybody, dude. I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why does it, it doesn't like, but it just seems like, again, like there was like an agenda behind that. Um, So I agree with your point. I just wanted to mention that before we got into the ski article, but the ski article um, it's titled it's an interview with Dave Carney. It goes, how a generation of skiers w- was robbed of rollerblading and how it got brought back. And he talks about, he doesn't think it's wrong to say that skateboarding mocked rollerblading out of existence. And he also, in this interview, refers to rollerbladers as termites.
0: <laughs> yeah, I found that pretty funny. <laughs>
2: yeah. Which is, you know, if you, if you have termites in your house, you know, you want to... You want to get rid of them. You want to get rid of the termites. What, what, uh, benny is completely gay and bladers are total fags. You know, these kind of things. Um, so this was like, so this is, I think, the weird thing that we're noticing, not only in the interview of the weird thing said, but how is this person even, you know, as far as the roller skating community that we've been interacting with for years now, they're like always great people, super inclusive people, um from all different walks of life and uh all different ways of thinking, all different styles and but generally the the ethos of the roller skating community is pretty inclusive it's to be inclusive and uh open for everyone a, a safe space for all at least that's what it seems like and it just seems weird that um of all people you know <laughs> of all this, this this is like. Mm-hmm. Isn't it just like the most backwards, backwards thing ever? It feels like to me.
1: It it was shocking to see that he was the creative director, um, because of his history. Absolutely, uh, Mushroom Blading said something funny. I think it was in a story, but they said that Dave Carney in 2024 being a creative director for a quad magazine is proof we're living in a simulation. Yeah, got a, a good laugh out of that. but uh yeah no it's bizarre
2: yeah it's interesting i i I don't um and i'm not i'm i'm not i'm not trying to go after him because i'm just trying to talk about it openly but and i've spoken to people who are working at the at the magazine and they say oh he's like reformed like they've had talks and he's like i'm not really like that anymore and you know dude you know it's 23 years like uh they're there may be some growth, but then, like, when you read the article, it doesn't read that way. You know what I mean? It, it seems like a, uh, I don't know. I know just from going through the comments that some people had on like the posts that people were making about it, it seemed like they feel Tony is dismissing rollerblading or, you know, like, again, like, we're not talking about Tony. It, Tony mentioned inline, he brought it into the conversation. And okay. then it, it became a part of the conversation for a moment. So now it's, I don't know, he's like the biggest action sports athlete in the world, like like I, like I was saying. And I just, uh, you wonder what kind of impact that has. What does it mean for, for, for rollerblading, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, I guess we're going to find out. I mean, <laughs> it can't do us any more of a disservice than... Things like Big Brother already have. I mean, I don't think there's any more room for us to to shrink further underneath uh, all these disparaging things that have been said over the years. But um, if we're going to talk about that ski article and uh, the comment about rollerblading, rollerbladers being termites, it makes me think of like FDR Park back in like the early nineties, um, something that was built by skateboarders, which they felt they had done all the work for. They felt that it belonged to them. And I remember being a kid in the nineties, I actually went on a high school field trip to FDR and skateboarders were not happy to see people on rollerblades there. They were kicking skateboards at, uh, the students on rollerblades and leaving just Just a bad taste in my mouth. I didn't really understand why at the time. I guess that was like some of the first exposure I had to the beef. But going back to that ski article, like he he suggests like skateboarders worked hard to get like facilities like that built. And they didn't want to see anybody else that wasn't a skateboarder using those facilities. But like I had said earlier, like I believe... Copying is a very high form of flattery, yes, skateboarding was one of the original the not one of the original like action sport entities that was like going out into the streets and like making stuff like f d r park even happen in the first place, but I just felt like you know they could have handled that so much differently, and I think when I saw like quad skating, rising, and them doing grind positions similar to the ones that, um, we had, uh, under, under our belt of tricks and vocabulary. It was like, oh, that was awesome. I felt like seeing like someone do like an acid or a soul on quads. I was like, hell yeah, get that, get that soul, do that acid. It was a way of, um, almost like giving praise to the things that were important in our vocabulary. So thinking back to how I felt, you know, being called names by skateboarders, it was like I wouldn't want somebody else to experience that. So when I saw the quad community uh, borrowing some of the tricks, I was like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity to show class and and respect. and also make sure that something like that didn't happen because it was wrong
0: I'm confused I was saying I'm confused at what's going on in the skateboard industry in general right now because that interview was so contradictory when you think about he's asking like Dave Carney's asking Tony Hawk why we never got along with rollerbladers whatever and they kind of like you know continue to like I guess shit on rollerblading a little bit there but then you look at the other side of it and them just did a huge collaboration with the weekend where skateboarders were happy to make an edit. And there was rollerblades in was it CCS? Like that big skateboard shop, like the biggest skateboard shop, I guess, like there was a huge collaboration with rollerblading and skateboarding. And it's like, why would Mm -hmm. you even bring that up? It seems like the gap has been bridged already. And then you're bringing up something that is pretty much irrelevant these days. Uh, like are they just not in tune with what's going on with skateboarding in general nowadays is, is that guy like still stuck in those ways back then you see like one of those grumpy old guys who's like hasn't done <laughs> anything in skateboarding in like 20 years I don't I don't know these for no, sure I, but it seems I, like it you know
2: I think I think that skateboarding is so big that there's so many different mentalities and there's so many different generations that there's going to be different attitudes especially from the younger generations and and there's going to be some people that are stick to the old ways or some younger guys that believe in the older ways. And there's always going to be like the groups of people that just like hate blading, like super hard, like militantly, like, like, you know, the Jason Ellis types. And I guess Dave Carney, even if reformed, maybe just like hates blading a a little less, like, do you know (laughs) what I mean? Like, or a little more tolerant, but like, still. and there's always going to be that. But I think to Colin's point, um, when I was young, introduced to blading um, through like just X Games or Airborne, the movie, like seeing it in Mighty Ducks, like coming from like a hockey, playing hockey in like the street and things like that, um, and connecting those two things at the time, that there, you know, you were just kind of in- getting introduced to it without being aware of the culture that preceded it with skateboarding. And, um, You know, sometimes there were those harsh ways of being introduced to the beef and like not understanding why it was there. You know, you get you get older, you hear the stories and you could understand you read the ski article and you're like, oh, they were working hard to build spaces. And they felt like platers were coming in, taking the space without contributing to it or anything like that. And, you know, points like that are actually you could understand why. There would be like trepidations like not so much hostility but you could understand why there would be wanting to protect your culture and i completely understand and respect that but i think it um yeah i guess to just to answer austin's point i think there's going to be things like the weekend who don't care about it and then there's going to like and i think it's cool or maybe think it's fun funny and then there's going to be people who always don't like it there are going to be people who who do both but i don't think that they're under, I don't, I don't think that speaks to individual skateboarders, individual quad skaters, individuals at all. Like, I, it's the obviously this conversation. The goal isn't to like bring back the beef. It's mainly just to talk about Tony Hawk on quad skates, Tony Hawk introducing <laughs> inline skating into the conversation, and um, Dave Carney's role with inline skating mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And it's mm-hmm. weird and funny, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah i i love the point you brought up about uh generations i definitely feel like the younger generation is more open to uh the different ways you could go about street skating the different uh disciplines between scooter bike skateboard etc like um i feel like they're more uh tolerant of people that are just out there to have fun. I mean, cuz that's what this is at the end of the day, just like a fun individual activity. So it doesn't really matter what your instrument of choice is. But considering like um Dave Carney being this like reformed person behind closed doors is 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 that what he's he's done to reform because this, Regardless of if he's changed, he was a driving be, driving force behind this narrative that is still, like, well and alive today. Like, for example, if you were to watch that uh, recent uh, Tom Moist video on uh, a joke that changed rollerblading, and then you look at some of the comments, like, that, that type of beef and, and hate that was taught in those magazines that's still alive so regardless if this guy is reformed the work oh. he put into making sure that this disparaging language was used to mock rollerbladers out of existence it's 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 still out there and it's okay. it's like i said it's still alive so um yeah i, 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 I agree, agree, agree with, with you.
2: you
1: have you, has he made I, a public statement as he told people not to think like that i mean what should his reformation process looked like you know steps (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) so you know
2: i i I, I agree with you in a sense of like definitely like it was uh by and large taught you know and and it was believed by a lot of those people from that generation now whether they have good reason to have started that or dislike us in the beginning or not you know so much time has passed and uh I don't just it just seems like a weird thing to uphold especially like having that like put that vibe out with one of you know tony hawk he's tony hawk and then like tony it's like you know some people heard tony hawk say that who were bladers who still look up to tony hawk for some reason they weren't skateboarders but they're like tony hawk it's tony hawk to hear tony hawk like put down even minimize blading in some way is like Mm -hmm. ah you know (laughs) it's a bummer um you know, even if you didn't skateboard, you probably played the video game. You know, everyone loved Tony Hawk, pro skater. He's like, you know, larger than life character. So, so yeah, I think that uh it's harmful, like, to kind of keep that out, especially in association with him. You know,
0: mm-hmm. I'm curious how much of the modern skateboard generation holds on to people like him and and their their words or beliefs mm-hmm. or anything like that. Because I know, Colin, you just referenced Tom Moise's video and his. The comments how there was still a lot of hate in it um and we've talked about this on the show plenty of times before uh me being in new york i never see any animosity between skateboarders at all it's it's the complete opposite it's always love uh people you know skateboarders always prop us down for you know doing whatever we're doing and and vice versa and we get along really well no matter what part what skate park or whatever we skate, uh, skate spot we go to so i'm curious how many of these people actually give a shit about like what people like tony hawk or dave carney have to even say about it this could be something that's just in the mainstream i guess but not necessarily that like the yeah. skateboard culture yeah. really follows at all and then yeah like, you know what i mean and like and back to like, yeah. the original point like there's no like the motive behind it back in the day there was a motive because rollerblading was making money it was in the the spotlight Skateboarders wanted that spot they wanted to be the main action sport, which rollerblading was. So they wanted that. They wanted to take that from us. Now there's nothing to take from us. Like people don't even know that we exist in the mainstream, as far as you know, they're concerned. So to say something like that now, it, it's kind of uh, childish, I guess. I don't know how, how I was juvenile. You could say, and it just like I, I don't know. Really know, if any skateboarders in the actual skateboard industry even know that that article existed in the first place, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah it, it, it probably doesn't have a huge impact on people in the skateboard industry. And I guess it just like brings the question that we were saying like hypothetically if there were like financial interests in this and then you were the kind of person who did spend years trying to minimize and dismiss and discredit rollerblading and finding a way to, to make sense of it so you can big up one thing and maybe continue to dismiss the other thing. Maybe that would be a reason. But uh, again, like, we don't know things. We can just speculate about it. Um, That being said, I agree with you. I think individually, like, everyone gets along really well. Like, the same thing is over here. We're at the skate parks. People are showing each other respect. Sometimes, like, the board will clap. I think that um, it's not, like, just based on, like, some of the view of blading, it's going to be hard for everyone to understand blading or what's happening. Uh, with us and what we're doing, but I think as long as the respect is there between each other at the skate park and things like that, that's just that's perfect, and that's how it, that's how it normally is. But I I just think seeing the the reemergence of this old kind of narrative in in this way, like you said, it might not be it's probably nothing, or most people just like read past this line and not think anything of it. But um, it has created a buzz in our community, and I think that's because of the connection that we have through roller skating rollerblading the past few years and the, uh, you know just how um we're aware of each other's stuff
0: and and yeah do we know how the roller skating community is taking this or do they even care that skateboarders are involved or getting involved or anything like that did do anybody know any of that i don't talk to any no. sk- uh, roller skaters personally so i don't i don't know that's messed up. You got to get some in your circle, bro. <laughs> there's no roller skaters out here. That's not my fault. I don't think that's true. I mean, there's well, roller uh, skaters in New York. But yeah. I just never, ever see them anywhere. I haven't seen a roller skater in New York in forever, but. No, I hate,
2: I hate you. I, but, um, yeah, I'm, I, I kind of got taken back by that. Yes, there are definitely a bunch. Of, we had the event in New York, but, um, I know sorry, for well, sure,
0: for, for sure. But I'm saying my day-to-day skating, like with, where, where spots that I go to and everything, I just never see them. But, um, I was just curious, like, do do roller skaters care that, like, are they like, why is Tony Hawk, like, even in our shit? Like, what is, uh, are you kind th- of talked about before.
2: I, 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 I think there's been some criticisms a- around some things about that. But again, I think that more relates to us, you know, the comments specifically and and that, you know, I, I think if you're a roller skater and you read that, you're hyped. You know what I mean? Because you're like, you know, Tony Hawk just kind of validated us, you know. He just gave us the green light and basically says roller skating was an early influence to skateboarding, which it was. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think we've all influenced each other to varying degrees and there's different. But you see, you know, like I, if I was a roller skater, I wouldn't be particularly mad about reading that
0: or upset. Yeah. I mean, that I, I was
2: upset. Obs- yeah. Not that I was upset reading the rollerblading thing. I just, it just read funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. it was, it was just like a weird thing to, to see out of nowhere like that, you yeah. know, it kind of. Antonio
2: Tony Hawk on quad skates is nuts. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cause it looks like he's on blades. And like a lot of the, and, and that's the thing when people are, you know, quad and, and blading are so similar that, you know, you see some of the movements that they're doing the grinds they're doing where it's more similar between what we're doing and what, skateboarders are doing i think it just looks like we're skating we're skating forward instead of sideways for example we're doing foot positions and grinds that are the exact same foot position and, and name
0: um so yeah dude Im- imagine yeah. if instead of that photo of tony hawk doing the air if he did like a soul grind and that was it's it like legit tony hawk doing a soul grind that would be hilarious <laughs> even no, if it wasn't roller skates it
2: looks like it looks like it looks like
0: I I don't think he's got a soul at all. I mean, to be honest, I don't think I have a soul on Roller Skates, but that would be just pretty funny, I think. He's talking about grinding on trucks. With the soul grind on Roller Skates, you're grinding on trucks. Same shit, right, Tony? Tony Hook yeah.
2: can definitely definitely to get the soul grind after 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 a bit, you know?
0: After but a bit, probably. But there's like also that video of um rob scallon and and jaws which is like one of the gnarliest skateboarders ever and they swap uh roller skates to skateboard and jaws couldn't like barely stand that roller rollerblades you know it's uh i I don't know how tony is on the roller skates we only saw a photo of it we didn't see how sketchy was he could have ate so much shit in that picture we have no idea you know he could have just sent it um you know yeah i
2: i I think that actually goes into like narratives surrounding rollerblading there were all these like narratives and And one that like they're attached to your feet uh it's easy and that comes up in the arlo interview and i think the introduction to uh rollerblading can be not as tall of a wall to climb than the introduction to getting going skateboarding but in terms of like it being easier than the other has been kind of disproven when you see you know people who are high level skateboarders attempting rollerblading you know, it looks it, and that's the thing about rollerblading. It looks like pretty goofy in the beginning. You look like you know, maybe on a giraffe on stilts if you don't know what you're doing, right? It's it's not as like baby it, deer. It takes a, yeah, baby deer it takes a <laughs> second to get comfortable. But um, you know, there's there's a few skateboarders that have tried blading. You know, not just Jaws, but a pretty well known one is Vincent Luevanos. Um, he's he has an Instagram called foo where he's like tried He's been trying to blade since COVID, I think 2020. And he's done like I think he's blunt slide or kickflip tail slide on Staple Center on a skateboard. and you see him blading and it's he's like, you know, trying to skate p rails and things like that. So like the, it's the, it's easy. narrative is weird because I think you know, anything is easy relatively, like you know like uh, like running, for, for example, I think Arvo brought this up in the in the Big brother interview running anyone can do but to do like the 200 meter at the speed michael johnson the runner at the time is going to do it is different levels and there's always like higher levels for for whatever thing you're getting into despite the entry level of difficulty that it is to get into it so i think it's uh you know uh weird argument but i get where it comes from i don't know
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, it's attached to your feet thing is is a reason for it it should be discredited. No, I don't I don't buy that. I these are individual activities. They're they're, they're limitless in and, and it comes down to uh how hard do you want to make it? And, and anybody that's been at it for some time, no matter what you use, gets that. Yeah, the, absolutely. The, yeah, the
0: skill level is is insane whether you say you know skating is easy if you put you can't put a regular person on skates or someone who could like grind a 30 stair rail on a skateboard and just transfer it straight over to rollerblades and just start grinding rails it's like not the same at all it's different skill levels um across the board so yeah that that attach your feet mantra is totally dead
2: actually when i was talking to arlo he actually told me that dave carney has a, a hockey background so he, knows <laughs> what, so he knows what he's doing on skates he knows how to use skates okay. um
0: i wonder if there's footage of him skating
2: no it, there is oh is there, it cool? there, yeah there's like a whole whole thing in the um you know he dresses up like very effeminately and he has like pink skates on and it's like trying to look goofy on purpose. It's from back around when oh, like, he did Oh, I, d- I didn't know that was him. Yeah, back when okay. he did the interview with Arlo back
0: in yeah, the day. I got you. Yeah. I didn't know that was him.
2: So, I don't know. It's it's funny. It's funny to think about. But oh, I think it's also worth mentioning that uh, they, yeah, I guess they, they talked about in the Arlo interview about like the importance <laughs> of gatekeeping and. Uh, like superiority of skateboarding and the superiority, the importance of that. Like, and that's how it was. Like the anti, it was the anti culture against like jock culture, for example. And that they were doing something hard that no one could touch. And I guess that translated to rollerblading. But again, like I, it's uh, it's weird how it meshes with roller skating. I don't see I don't see how that particularly works. But I don't know.
0: Well, he. He said it, it, it translates to roller skating because they use trucks right do skateboarders feel the same way about scooters because they use a board on a scooter is it the same shit they do board slides and shit on scooters
2: yeah i think i think there might be called board slides
0: too i don't know what they're called know. but it's the same shit pretty much it's, it's still a board you know i i don't know for sure but are skateboarders that tight with scooters because of that and too? here's
2: the big question here's the real big question can scooters grind <laughs> see it, he, and he's the ju- it, it, it it's metal <clears throat> but they're not trucks
0: no, no, no. yeah they were more of a bike if anything because they do have pegs well they're both i mean a scooter is really a mix of everything it's got rollerblading wheels a skateboard deck and bmx pegs and handlebars so it's like just a hybrid of everything you know
2: are BMXers grinding when they put plastic pegs on.
0: Yeah, there you go. I was thinking about that too when you said when you were talking about that earlier, um, because that is a big thing now. A lot of bikers do use plastic pegs, or no pegs at all. Honestly, just sliding on a fucking. Oh, I guess sprocket is metal too, but yeah, plastic pegs. Does that negate the fact that they're grinding?
1: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're digging a hole here. I don't. I don't even think that they care about even trying to define what grinding is i just feel like it was something stupidly said in maybe the heat of the moment because there's an investment opportunity i I just see dollars behind it not actual substance as far as like an idea or a thought
2: yeah but but I feel like it was that, that and that's why it's like familiar because i feel like Ultimately, wasn't it always kind of about that in some capacity or another like the anti-blading campaigns?
1: Yeah, no, I I, I almost feel like baited a little bit to respond to it because Again, I, I don't think it was like authentic or or genuine yeah. I just think that they were trying to just grab at whatever they could yeah. to stir the pot to continue down some type of narrative that can keep lading suppressed because now there's a, a new growing sport predominantly um female populated and i think that there's uh avenues that they could explore to to bring more dollars to skateboarding i i just i just see it as that i don't i don't again i don't i don't think it was yeah authentic
2: i agree and I I, I I i i don't think it's like super deep but I, yeah i think it is it is that that like inauthentic um just way to just validate something yeah. with with like and trying to reconcile validating it
1: with you know just the years of dismissing this and how that works but right yeah knowing it, knowing that like the consumer at large is gonna bicker about it and and find some kind of way to uh alienate someone else at the expense of of bigging up somebody else. In in this specific case, skateboarding was able to elevate itself into the limelight. Rollerblading was then mocked out of existence. And we all know the story behind the X Games and how uh there was that board meeting where People behind board culture were pushing to have it removed, and that was that was like the the kiss of death right there.
2: Yeah, and and even there was there was like an Andrew Schultz podcast with Tony Hawk, and even on that podcast, uh, he was like, "Well, early X Games was crazy. You know, they had uh, they had rollerblading, they had sky surfing, they had mountain climbing, they had like luging and stuff like that." And so he was kind of trying to put rollerblading even in that that's what i mean like the little dismissiveness like with like uh, sky surfing like skydiving with this uh, snowboard on and and these other things and then on the uh, on the podcast the the co-host like Akash he was like well actually i feel like rollerblading was more closely associated with what you guys were doing because you guys are using the same ramps and, <laughs> and things like that so yeah, I just think there is, even from, like, Tony direct Tony's direction, like, you know, there's been, like, the overt movements against blading that, like, Dave Corney has, but then there's, like, the more subtle ones that, like, Tony does. He just try, tries to put us in with... Uh, yeah, Sky like, label Dave. us, like,
1: yeah, we're, we're, we're just a yeah. fad.
0: Yeah. It yeah, was, that, uh, with... that didn't make sense either, that he, uh, Tony Hulk role-blading a fad. Uh, somebody who is, like, involved in extreme sports... I feel like that doesn't make any sense to say because nothing that has been an extreme sport or a wheeled sport, whatever you want to call it what we do, has ever been a fad. Skateboarding, BMX, rollerblading, even scooter—like, would you say that that's a fad? No, there's still scooters around now. We still see them. I, yeah. I, I thought that was uh, ridiculous to say. Yeah, I think
2: th- I think you could say like the popularity was of it was a big fad, but in it in an, in in an and of itself to be a fad would mean it just was a short lived thing that that's gone. But, you know, there's people who've been bleeding obviously like 30 years and, oh, uh, culture around been, it too. Yeah. A whole huge culture. Around it. I mean, it's still, I mean, if you think about it, like relatively young compared to, you know, obviously it's always going to be younger than skateboarding. Um, but even when like skateboarding saw so it's like, heyday, it's, it took, it took a long time. But, and I think, yeah, all due respect to the craft and everything like that, I just, uh, Interesting topic, you know.
0: Yeah, you know how would, many people used to skateboard back in the day that don't skateboard anymore. That it's a fad to them. It's the same thing. No,
2: and yeah, and and that's you know that's the beauty of skateboarding. That what skateboarding has going for it. Like you know, someone can skateboard, maybe buy one skateboard, skateboard for like three months when they're eight, and then you know, twenty years later when they're working on a job, someone says they skateboard, well, I skateboard too. Yeah. It's a thing that everyone's happy to attach to, despite how much you've invested into it, because of uh, like the social credit that comes along with the attachment to the culture, which has like the opposite impact for rollerblading. Um, but it's uh, that—that's something that
0: that that skateboarding definitely has going for it, among many other things. Mm-hmm. I I don't think we'll ever find this number, but I'm curious what the number of people who bought only one skateboard in their entire life compared to the people who only bought one pair of rollerblades in their entire life are, I feel like <laughs> the people who bought one skateboard quote posers are like a lot larger than the people who bought one pair of rollerblades in their entire life.
2: Yeah, that probably makes sense. Uh, let's, yeah. I'll, that makes sense. I think.
0: Cause I think the, the term poser, I mean, it didn't come from skateboarding. I don't think, I don't know where it came from actually. I'm not going to say that, but um, nonetheless, yeah, like when surfing. you think of a, Surfing, okay, it could be surfing. But when you think about it, I think of like the kid in high school who like had the DCs and would just carry the skateboard around and not actually skateboard around, just carry the skateboard around. You know, um like that's what you think about when you think about a poser. You know,
2: yeah, no, totally. Like skateboarding successfully created a culture around there, in like and made it mainstream, brought it to the mainstream, and they did a great job. It's really cool. I'll watch, you know. John Bolino, he's obviously a good friend and he skateboards and he'll show me like skateboarding videos and things in the culture. And it's awesome, like the king of the road stuff. And they've done a fantastic job Mm -hmm. uh, building their thing. I think it makes sense to talk about the relationship that we have had with Quad over the past few years. And now the push and connection to Dave Carney And what seems to be some people from the skateboard industry and which direction it seems that quad is going because for some people, I think it's, it's felt like there's a, there's a effort to distance from rollerblading and there could be many reasons for that. But I think people feel like that because it seems like there's been a pretty public effort to make a distinction of names. And I think in some trick names, uh, it would make sense, but others, I think it makes sense to share because they're so, they're the, like, pretty much the exact same thing, but on different vehicles. But when you see some of those efforts and you see the connection, you, you, you got to ask um, is that a direction that it's going to go? Are they going to distance themselves from, from blading more? Uh, if so, why? Obviously, like, there would be more social credit, like with the, on the skateboarding field, because I think they're seen as like the, the winners, you know, players are seen as like the less cool guys on the action sports world. But I don't know. What do you think about that, Colin?
1: Yeah. Um, I've definitely seen a couple posts where, uh, the quad community was challenging, uh, certain vocabulary terms when it comes to their grinds. It seems like there was potentially an attempt to, to distance themselves from rollerblading. And after, like, reading that Tony Hawk interview, knowing Dave Carney's involvement, it kind of makes you wonder, like, are they? is this an attempt to, like, fall yeah. under skateboarding's shadow of acceptance? Are there conversations happening behind closed doors where it's like, hey, you know... We have the capability to connect you to major TV networks that would air the X Games or the Olympics. We've worked really hard to uh, get rollerblading kicked out of those things. So it would probably be in the board community's best interest not to have quad vocabulary tied to rollerblading because if it were ever on TV... There could be an opportunity for rollerblading to be seen in the limelight. And it would make more sense. Like if you're working hard to suppress rollerblading, not to have this new industry you're working with use rollerblading vocabulary. That's just,
2: yeah, no, that's, that's a good, but you know, it's a, it's a speculation that makes sense. And I think I, I was agreeing with, with what you were saying before when you talked about how it's flattering to have terms adopted by other cultures or subcultures because it, it almost like it uh, validates us, our existence. It kind of like keeps it's like, oh, we're real and we exist because Blading's just been in such like the shadow of culture yeah. forever in so many ways. Like I think the last time it was out, what, the late 90s since anyone's seen it on any sort of mainstream thing between a you know, movie or something like that, or maybe ESPN, the early two thousands. But so it's just been pretty much dead on that whole thing. So when you, when another subculture starts to use our vocabulary, it's very flattering and it validates us. I think it validates our existence, um, to see the effort to move away from some of those names, uh, yeah it, it, it's definitely it's definitely weird that's that that's all and uh, you know like you can speculate as to why but it might be that they might be trying to lean more toward the skateboarding culture since skateboarding as a industry has seemed to accept them maybe it's that's the same thing they want to distance from rollerblading or more it's something like like you were saying that if it ever gets on the main stage there's going to have to be a different uh, vocabulary for maybe multiple reasons. Maybe it could be to differentiate from from rollerblading, something that there's been an effort to get specifically get out of the X games. Really? Um long time ago, of course, as well, but part of history. Or is it something, you know, it's it, it's hard to say. All we can do is speculate, but you see but you see the effort, you know? And when you see the effort, it's hard to ignore that.
1: Yeah, no, but and and I also want to just state like I'm all for um, individuality and establishing like one's own unique identity. And I would never want to uh, tell someone not to strive for that. But it's just rollerblading is a very grind centric action sport activity. There's a lot of different positions you can get into as far as grinds go. And rollerbladers are very proud of the canon of tricks that have been created since its inception and these movements are unofficially in my opinion like our intellectual property like the position the shape of a soul grind that's a soul grind no matter how many ways you want to spin it that is a rollerblading trick that is very unique to rollerblading and when i saw using the the term i couldn't uh help but feel uh great amounts of pride because i thought it was really cool to see that being continued in in a different discipline and uh perhaps it's under the guise of individuality but again like thinking that dave carney's associated with this magazine and there's this push to associate with skateboarding it just Kind of makes you wonder what kind of conversations are happening behind closed doors. Maybe there's a, a deeper agenda.
0: Yeah, I, the the fact that if that is true or not, if like roller skaters are trying to change their terminology, like we know firsthand as skaters that trying to change the names of your tricks throughout the course of your sports history is not easy. We've been at like a civil war with that for the, our beginning of existence, you know? Um, so we know, we know that firsthand. Uh, I do like what you said, Colin, before about that. The fact that if skateboarding and roller skating does get together and the like, big picture we're talking about here, if like roller skating was in the X games and they were using rollerblading terminology, that'd be pretty funny. That's like a big fu middle finger to like the skateboarders who try to kick rollerblading out of the X games in the first place. Um, but I, I get what you're saying about like how the it's flattering that they were using rollerblading trick names. And I totally get that. And, I, like I said this before, I I don't think you guys agree with me on this, but it is flattering. But I always thought that skateboarders, for their mm-hmm. own sake, should have had their own vocabulary from the start. Once I first heard that a skateboarder was uh, a roller skater was doing like a soul grind or a mizu or something like that, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's interesting. It makes sense. But I knew just based on what we've had in rollerblading that yeah. they were going to go through that phase of like, hey, should we call it this? Should we separate ourselves? We need our own identity um even we've had skaters in the past talk about how you know rollerblading tricks were named after skateboard tricks in the beginning too like <clears throat> you know um so and we separate ourselves from that so i feel like even since the beginning the fact that they should have had their own identity for their own sake should have been a thing despite the fact that it is flattering that they use rollerblading yeah. trick names and maybe yeah. that's the path they're going through now which I don't know how old the sport no, is.
2: I, I mean, I mean, I, I think it makes sense for them to use the names we use. You know, It does because, make sense
0: based on the yeah. positions and everything. I do get that. But they're already going through it now. I mean, based on what we're speculating or they're speculating, that they're trying well, to change the name well, of it, Tricks. Well, well,
2: well it's, it's, it's happening. Um, there's an effort by some leaders in the community to, to rename things. Yeah. Um, but from my view, it only seems to be like names that are associated with rollerblading. So like uh there's like the fifty fifty that they do. It's like, like our X ex, uh, like our ex, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but um yeah, it's just it's just you know, you 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 gotta ask, it's like a common sense it seems like common sense. No? I don't know. But it does, but I, I, feel don't, like... I don't I don't want I don't wanna get deeply into the conspiracy uh theory <laughs> end of it because it's just it's just speculation. Right.
0: Ultimately, yeah, ultimately yeah, we're
2: yeah. ultimately we're ultimately just speculating about it, but we're exactly but we're just noticing
0: yeah that's it exactly and i don't know if that is influence from skateboarding in the first place or like skateboarders are kind of influencing them or like bullying them into changing their trick names in the back end like oh, on we I don't, don't really I, know I,
2: I, yeah I, I don't think i don't think they're being bullied I, I i think you know and i don't think that there's anything like that i just think that
0: you know when maybe not bullied, heavily heavily influenced let's say like well, if,
2: when well, when, you, when you're on a path to, like, try to be successful and make your thing bigger and you see some doors open and some pads that make sense, you just
0: try to go that way, you know? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know. I'm thinking, like, in my head, if a roller skater who is calls it a mm-hmm. uh, soul grind or whatever trick or fifty-fifty or whatever it is. I don't know all roller skating trick things, by the way, so I'm just making this up. But and then they start... Connecting with skateboarders more, and skateboarders like, oh yeah, that's like uh, a five zero in our term or whatever like that, and then they start bringing that term on because they're hanging out with skateboarders more. You know, I don't know how. This is all speculation. Like I said, we don't, yeah, we don't yeah know yeah. anything. But but, but
2: but 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 I think you know, you look at like something like a unity or a mistrial. You know, yeah, that's, that's not like a skateboarding. Like, those are independent. Those are like, there's no doubt. Those are like our movements. Yeah, that Or the IP, like Colin was talking about. At least you can say the unofficial intellectual property because that's where these were created for the first time. But, um, but yeah, I think, I, I think in some situations, because I was talking to a roller skater about it, and he was like, listen, some tricks don't make sense, like topside acid, you know, because we're not really topside. And it's like okay, well that that's that makes sense. And, and but then there was a post about it that was about like a, a backside fast slide, and I just don't see the issue there in the same way. Do you yeah. know what I
0: mean? Isn't it funny how it, movements it's like similar, yeah, yeah, isn't it funny how movements you can relate to it in different ways? Because I I know we've all have done this before. Like you see a skateboarder do something really sick on a ledge. Say I don't just for example, they did like fakie to like five oh on the back trucks the fake yeah we're like oh that was like a half cat backslide you know and we related yeah. it to our own thing like our own language we we translated it pretty much into our own language you could do like yeah, anything okay
2: and, and 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 that's the thing but like I, I like the fact that we have our own thing that is ours too like yes we've all like you know you could look at a front side like that's a 50 50 position you could look at yeah. a tail side like a machio or Nothing. something like that but then there's specifically like uh all you the top porn or something that's just like yeah. very specifically rollerblading like you know like a topside mistrial is very specifically ro- rollerblading <laughs> um a a unity is very specifically rollerblading you know so and all the other so there's things that are similar like fishbrain blunt stall etc but <laughs> um there are things that are distinctly ours
0: and that we share with roller skating more than we do with anyone else yeah all, all these extreme sports are kind of Mixed in with each other, uh, I wonder if like uh, I made the scooter reference before too. I wonder if scooters <laughs> gone through the same thing too because they do peg tricks, they do board tricks. Are they all based off BMX names like fifty fifty? 50 they share a
2: lot. They share between both. They share between yeah.
0: BMX and uh, and skateboard names. But they have I, their own names. So. I wonder if they ever had a thing in their industry where they were like, "Oh, let's start calling it this now instead of that or whatever," you know.
2: Yeah, it's good. I mean, that's worth looking into.
0: Yeah, I don't know any scooter people either. I don't know anybody. Apparently, I just know you two. That's it.
2: Austin has no friends. <laughs> I have no <laughs> friends.
0: I just have I have a bunch of cats. Austin's that's like it. I don't know anybody. I don't <laughs> know anybody. Crazy. I got some hey, pizza. Would
1: you, uh, would you uh, uh, start calling a fish brain a blunt slide to get into the X Games? <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a good no question. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no,
2: no. Because I because I think I, I think the it looks similar, but it's still it's different, you know, its own thing,
0: you know. Someone someone should make like a like a no. Instagram post or something like that, or like an account where it's like skateboarders doing the tricks, but they Photoshop the board out and just put rollerblades on, because you could do so many tricks, like the blunt slide, like a like a fifty fifty. Would would be a front side. It'd be funny to to troll. I'm sure the there's trolls out there to do something like that, you know.
1: Maybe in uh, 20, 23 years from now, there'll be an article saying that skateboarding has ties to rollerblading. Who and knows? Those, yeah.
2: <laughs> who knows where it's going to go? <laughs> who knows? Dude.
1: The way that these narratives keep spinning, uh, hey, could happen. It's
2: definitely, that's, that's what I mean. It's definitely like these new narratives. Like, I feel like they, they just, it's like... Uh, <laughs> this new narrative we got something to sell how can we flip it yeah it's like and you can't it's like 2024 so you can't do like what you did in 2001 in terms yeah. of how you went after things so you gotta like you gotta be you gotta be a little smarter with how you uh minimize something um or big yeah. up something else you know right. yeah for sure. All, all power too, you know? I mean, I think that's the, the good thing about blading we were talking about. I see, I see blading like uh, like you know, like the Jason movies like, like how you just can't kill the, I keep saying like, forgive me, but <laughs> it's similar to the Jason movies, how he never dies and he just keeps on coming back bloody and his clothes are more messed up and he's just like leaking out and his face is more it's like, how is this guy not dead already? Like he's just still like limping into your house and like I feel like blading's been this thing that um it's just like lived on against all odds, you know, against all the challenges,
0: you know. So Well, since we have Colin on the show, I will reference Mr. DJ Premier, who says, Underground live forever, baby. We're just like roaches, always living, never dying. And just like Ooh. that. Let's get back to the program. Love that. <laughs> I always always thought of that as as rollerblading too. It's like Underground yeah we're like the roaches like, like Dave Carney said we're like the termites Can't, can't get rid of us We're always coming back yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roaches termites
2: it's not too different You know
0: yeah same thing both, both Lovable insects you know
2: So at the end of the day What does this mean for rollerblading What does Tony Hawk bringing Rollerblading into the conversation have anything To do with anything does it mean anything Does it impact us Does it hurt us does it help us uh, does this hurt our connection to roller skating? Does it help it? Does nothing change? Um, for me, I honestly don't think it. I don't think it really matters too strongly for us. Uh, the thing that I'm concerned about is uh, I liked over the past few years our connection with roller skating and meeting the people involved, and hope that continues to grow because it's definitely enriched our events and I think enriched both of our cultures in different ways. Hopefully they say the same. But generally, I don't think this has an impact on us. You know, rollerblading has its core group for years. Uh, We've been trying to continue to grow and not have had as much success as other cultures with the youth. But, you know, you have some events and you see some young people out there. You see some new faces and some new people joining the culture and some people crisscrossing. Uh, going from roller skating to rollerblading and back and then to skateboarding and blading and back and forth. So I don't think this means too much for rollerblading. Uh, I just see it as an opportunity that uh, could have been handled differently or answered differently. But I I I think it was kind of answered that way for a reason. And that's just speculation. But I think it was an opportunity to kind of to bring a new narrative, and that opportunity was at the bare minimum, it was missed. But uh, what do you, what do you think, Austin? What do you think, Colin?
1: Go for well, it. I'm huh? Watching Austin get his face licked by a cat. Yeah, <laughs> <workout, laughs> and I'm like trying to keep great face. No, like I heard it. Like very,
2: very. I heard the licking. It was very <laughs> unprofessional. <laughs>
0: you hear yeah, that man. ketchup? I'm professional. Get out of here.
1: Mm-hmm um what what does it mean um prob- probably nothing i i agree with you on that one um it's just interesting to kind of see and uh think that there might be some old hateful narrative alive that's trying to be repurposed for some type of like marketing agenda um i think it's interesting to kind of go through if some of the history or see. people that might not be aware because awareness is always a good thing so hopefully this uh this discussion brought some awareness to people that might not have been in know about some of the things going on um to your point i also agree it would be cool to keep cordial and friendly with the quad community because they're just such an incredible group and you know over the over the years it's been exciting to like watch their sport grow and evolve and see like all the characters coming out. So uh I just hope whatever's happening, like with this partnership between them and skateboarding, I just hope it doesn't put them in a position where, you know, they'd want to disassociate with us because it's not cool to them, you know, because I think there's more strength in numbers and I'd like to keep keep uh Ties friendly between everyone. So talk I'm about, about
0: talking about peace and love over here. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if this article was in a different time, it would have had a different effect on us or what we thought about it, honestly. But like it's almost like kicking someone when they're down. Like rollerblading doesn't have anything to benefit from or to lose at this point anyway. Um, not that it was like as extreme as it was back in the big brother days from those articles and everything but like it doesn't affect us all at all in any way like rollblading is his own thing we have our own culture we have our own path um (laughs) we're doing our own thing and nothing's going to change from that and i think everything pretty much stays the same it's just a weird like weird little hiccup that happened which is just strange that's what we're here to talk about and that That's all it is. We're going to move forward and no, like nothing's ever going to happen. And this is just like a funny situation that happened. And that's kind of it. Yeah. I mean,
2: I think it's, I think it's funny to acknowledge it's a current event, something that happened in our, in our time Said it before seeing mm. Tony Hawk on something that looks like he's on rollerblades or his, you know, his quads or has a similarity to what it is that we're doing. It looks like he's going for a mute there. Looks like he was going for a grab, you know, the hands <laughs> were down. Um, so Still want to see a soul
0: grind from Tony?
2: That would that would be great. That would be amazing. Uh, maybe they got like clip and like something and like something upcoming. That would be really cool. But yeah, um, it's just worth. It. It's just good to have the conversation. I think generally, most of the time on Jump Street, we're gen- we're mostly talking to other rollerbladers. Every now and then, we'll get someone who doesn't blade uh, coming into our podcast. Maybe some quad skaters. Maybe every now and then some skateboarders. But generally, it's just. Uh, I think good for awareness to to know our identity, to know that other people can't give us our identity. It's not for other people to define our narratives. It's up to us. And uh, like Colin said in previous podcasts, uh, you should be proud of it. And that's
0: it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Colin, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show and discussing this topic with us. If anybody's going to join us, you're the guy for this. So thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Uh, We're curious all what you think too. Let let us know in the comments below uh, what your thoughts are on this. Um, If you've seen the article, what you thought about your initial impressions or how it would affect skating moving forward, if it will affect it at all. Let us know in the comments below. And uh, maybe we'll come back with more off the cuffs for you in the future coming up soon. But other than that, thank you all for watching. We'll see you on the next podcast. Peace.